Welcome to SwissCast. I'm your brother Suhaib Web, as you can hear. Um, some of us still have the, uh, the remnants of this incredible winter flu. Uh, we're really snowed in here in New York City in late March. So it's like, what's up? We need some warm weather, mashallah. Um, before we jump in today's discussion, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody uh, for sharing on your social media outlets, tagging me up. I appreciate it. I'm writing really great reviews. Continue to do that on the uh, Apple Store. And just really grateful and very thankful. Um, a few weeks ago, a brother reached out to me um, and he, he shared with me this song by Drake. Uh, called God's Plan, and then he shared with me the video, and, you know, he had a few questions as to, you know, related to really we are in an age of, of exhibition. I mean, social media, um, having cell phones that can, like, capture just any moment, even really private moments of our life, have really turned this into an age of exhibition, where many of the lines of proper spirituality and being God-centered can get blurred uh, and we can sometimes get, get confused. So he was asking me, and there were some other religious leaders and even some people within um, the hip-hop community that had concerns about the video um, where you know Drake is out giving just like loads of charity, a grocery store, pays for someone's college education, mashallah, um, hands a family a large amount of money. Um, and then there was like critiques on both sides, right? Um, people who thought that in many ways his charity, I think Ibru in the morning said like in many ways his charity like served him more than the object of his charity. And then there were some other religious leaders, uh, a few rabbis here in New York City um, who mentioned that they actually thought it was a good thing. So people began to ask me as well as his brother some questions about Islam's attitude towards like public service because you know if as Imam Malik said if everybody waited to do the good that they want to ask people to do then no one will do any good like and also the notion like if we all hide the good that we do then evil wins in the public sphere so there there has to be a balance um, between the two and and that we understand as a community that historically. Um, the two pillars of our religion have been learning and practice, which are like one, and then patronage and generosity. So Allah mentions salah and he mentions zakat, right? He mentions prayer, he mentions charity, because without, without prayer, we aren't able to scaffold spiritually. Without acts of generosity and patronage, we're not able to scaffold um, um, physically. So with salah and zakat, we bring together the complete um, package of Iman. If you look at some of the great, great, great scholars in history, they were um, really able to function because of patronage. Uh, Imam al-Ghazali being an example. Uh, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, uh, rahimahullahu ta'ala. So what I thought I would do is just, number one, emphasize the importance of charity and then say that we need to be very careful when we censor people for acts of public good um, because we don't know their niya, and of course we know that there are times, we'll talk about this, where public charity is encouraged if the intention is right. 
I, I have my reservations about what I saw in the video in the sense of um, we'll talk about it as we go through these these kind of etiquettes, but just uh, as as Hebrew said, like you want to make sure that the person that's benefiting from the charity is the is the recipient more so than the person who's giving. And Allah talks about al-manna, right? You know, giving charity in a way where the blessing is is linked to the the subject of the charity more than the object like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taken out of the equation. So the good thing is that of course it was tied into the lyric God's plan. Um, and there were some there were some subtle powerful messages, you know, loving, you know, my mama and loving my bed, meaning out of all the things around me in this world potentially um, the material doesn't really matter. There are certain foundational pieces of love and comfort that exist in my life. Uh, I think that's a very powerful message. But let's let's listen to um, what were or are considered by scholars of the heart, the inner etiquettes of charity, because every act of worship has adab. And there's what's called adab al-khariji, like the outward etiquette, or adab al-batani, and then the inward etiquette. Al-Khariji are like if you're giving zakat, how much zakat you should give, what you should give, so on and so forth. Al-Adab al-Batini, the inner etiquette is your psychological, emotional, and spiritual state. So for the outer adab, we have the science of fiqh. Okay? For the inner adab, we have tazkiyah to nafs, tasawwuf, whatever you want to call it. And that's really like the fiqh of the heart. So what we're going to talk about are some of the etiquettes of the heart and why it's important for us as Muslims in this country to be involved in charity. And that brings up a few questions that people ask. Is it okay, for example, to give to charities which are not faith-based? Absolutely. Is it okay to give even to charities that are faith-based, but the outcome of the charity is not related to like mission work or trying to spread um, explicitly a religious set of principles or ideology or dogma that we don't agree with, yes, it's okay. Is it okay to give, for example, charity to people who are not Muslim? Unfortunately, you know, you get this question a lot. Even with zakat, even with zakat al-fitr, um, it's absolutely acceptable, inshallah ta'ala. And we, in America, it has been said about our community that we are a community, we are a faith without a community. Like, we have a very, very strong dogma as Muslims. Like, we have a very, very strong set of foundational principles. But the community is not there. And then for other religious um, traditions that we hold as not being truth, the truth, right, from God, it can be said that they are a community lacking faith, like the grit of faith, right? The, 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 the depth of scholarship. And that's a very concerning criticism, as, as one of my friends told me. You, you, you guys appear to be a faith without a community. One of the ways that we scaffold um, is through charitable works. And we see in New York City, uh, Muslims who give back, Muslims giving back. It's, it's a local youth-run organization that really taken on um, the plight of hunger and poverty in the city. We see um, the zakat could be considered like a zakat foundation in New York City that run, works with the New York Charitable Trust Foundation, making sure that homeless people have meals on Wednesdays. 
uh, in Washington Square Park, like there, there has to be a, a, a emphasis and a strategic, uh, um, if you will, outlook towards creating, similar to the Catholic charities in this country, some kind of Muslim charitable trust that is serving broader America, especially under this Trump administration where everything's being cut now. And that is really going to, as Allah says, mu'alafatil qulub, that is going to touch the people's hearts. So most definitely, um, we find in, in the Quran, Allah says mu'alafatil qulub, right? Charity can be given. And there's two opinions about this, but the strong opinion is that these were non-Muslims who, you know, you touch their heart and they become allies to you. Or in fact, they may accept Islam over time. So when we talk about any act of worship, whether it's prayer, fasting, hajj, marriage, you name it. There's an outward set of practices which fall under fiqh. There's an inward set of practices which fall under at-tasawwuf or tazkiyat nafs Doesn't matter what you call it, scholars never argued about terms. There's a great axiom, al-ibratu bil-asma. You know, concern is given to the meaning, not what you call something. So let's go through, in, in light of God's plan, um, the song and video uh, that accompanied it, um, some of the inner etiquettes of charity that we should be mindful of, and then I'll let you come to your own conclusions. Uh, I'm not going to, like, pass any judgment on anybody. So the first one is that there should really be three things behind the niyyah or the intention and understanding of charity. And, and this touches on a very important point. Uh, it says, That this is a test. This is a test to the one who claims to love Allah. By giving their charity, by giving something that we cherish to someone else. Right? That is an immediate challenge between our love of Allah and the love of the material. That's really important because oftentimes, I, I was recently talking to Imam Mark Manley, and you should check out his podcast, it's really amazing. Um, and he was quoting Imam Dawood Yassin, um, that oftentimes people think spirituality and spiritual progress has to be rooted in pleasure. Whereas in the Quran, right, a spiritual struggle is called jihad. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا Right, so it's not going to always be what we like, what we enjoy. And, and that paradox is where people sometimes fall to the wayside. Are they worshiping their nafs or are they worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We know countless examples in the life of the Prophet where hardship was a means of incredible spiritual growth and opportunity for his community. Isra Mi'raj, which is in this month, Rajab, of course, the changing of the Qibla, even the death of Sayyidina Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, through all of those tremendously painful moments, right? God's plan becomes clear and people actually succeed. As my trainer said to me, when, when the treadmill rises, people work out better. So the first is that we should understand that spiritual progress is not a selfish mechanism. It's not a selfish act. It's about struggling against ourselves. Right? Whoever, whoever, whoever fears meeting God will control their nafs. 
right? So the first, and this touches on a different discussion, theodicy, God's plan, is in the face of hardship and evil and, and difficulties. These are oftentimes opportunities for incredible civilizational and spiritual growth, right? So the first thing we should understand is that we give charity as a proof for our love of God. And that's why the Prophet said, وَصَدَقَتُ burhan." That charity in the word burhan actually means a ray of the sun. So the charity, like the ray of the sun, proves the existence of the sun. Charity is a ray that proves the existence of iman. Allahu Akbar. The second thing is that when we are charitable, uh, we are able to distance ourselves from what the sheikh calls al-ghazali, sifat al-bukhl, right, is to distance being a miser, being stingy. The third is shukr ni'mat al-mal. The third is that when we give charity, we should understand that this is thankfulness to Allah out of the blessing, for the blessing of, of, of wealth. So three things should be in our mind uh, or attitudes we should have when we're giving charity. Number one is to understand that we're parting with something that we may like as a proof for our love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, we're distancing ourselves from being misers. And number three, it's an extension of, of our thankfulness and our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, the, third, the, the second etiquette after having these understandings, and always scholars would, would talk about kind of the cognitive uh, atmosphere that should exist before we get into the other things, like what should be the attitude, what should formulate the niyyah. The, the second thing is that, as the Prophet said, Badiru bil amal is to, to race once you have the notion of being charitable, and you've thought through it in the sense of you're not going to put yourself and your family in harm's way, then you should give charity as fast as you can. Ta'jil. You should race to do it. And we know that the process, you know, to race, to rush, excuse me, is from Satan. But in things that are good, generally, the fard and the sunan, as long as they're not going to harm others or our family, right, it's encouraged to do them quickly. The third quality is al-israr. فَإِنَّهُ أَبْعَدُ مِنَ الرِّيَاءِ وَالسُّمْعَةِ And that means, and this is maybe where you can apply this to the video and the subsequent discussion about the song, is that it should be in secret. And we know that the Qur'an permits both, but the default of charity is it should be in secret. And uh, the shaykh, he says, because that is farther from being a show-off. Right, and he says because if if the goal of of uh, being altruistic, right, and being charitable, is is to show your love of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, then it shouldn't be, be it shouldn't be about the love of you. Right, like if I'm I'm doing this to separate myself from the love of property, then it would be contradictory for me to do it to come back so it gives me love because it's like the material and the material. Whereas charity, and I'm trying to translate here, whereas as, as charity is about, I'm distancing myself from any attachment to the material, then it will be contradictory to do that so that things can be attached to me. You see what he's trying to say? So when I do it privately, when I do it secretly, right, it's not an age of exhibition with likes and filters, right? Because nor haq doesn't need a filter, right? It's clear, then, then I'm contradicted, 
myself and, and, and I've kind of undermined the purpose of why I was charitable uh, in the first place. So that would be like contradictory. So he says, Right, when I'm doing it in secret, then I'm able to protect myself and protect my intention and make sure that the attention is directed to God and that the attention is directed to, of course, to people who need the charity. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, verse 271, Like, if you give charity, and when you give charity, and you hide it, like we have huruful ikhfa to hide something, so tukhfuha anta tukhfiya sadaqa. So you've hid what it means is you've done it in secret. And then you give it to the people who deserve it. Al-fuqara fahuwa khayru lakum. And this means ibaha, means it's a choice. You could do this or that, but this is better. So this falls into almost like nadab, where it's encouraged that you should do it in secret. Now, Bishr al-Hafi, he's one of the great, great uh, pious people and scholars uh, in our history. He also said this, this means like, like after you've done the charity, like you go around and talk about it, like you boast about it. So he said, Like you did it at night, but then you go around and you tell people about it in the daytime. That, that would be a way of undermining the sanctity and secrecy that should form the origin of charity. But of course we know that Islam is always balanced. And it's very important to remember this. Imam al-Maqdasi talks about this, that every character in Islam, like doing things in secret, doing things in the open, um, love, anger, hope, all those should be in the middle, should be a middle, like at, at never an extreme. Like sometimes anger is good. Like we're seeing now what happened in Austin, Texas. We should be angry. We see a man just last, I think last night, killed in Sacramento, shot 20 times in his backyard because he had a cell phone. First they said he had a gun. They said he had a crowbar. Like, you should be angry about that, right? At the same time, like, there's certain things I shouldn't be angry at, right? So there's a balance. There's certain things I should love, certain things I shouldn't love. So secrecy falls under the general idea of balance, which is found in the sunnah of the Prophet and the, the practice of the Sahaba. So that's why the, the, the fourth etiquette, he says, and that, that you know you should you should at times um, express that you're giving charity if you know that is that if you do this publicly, right, that you're going to encourage other people, right, to follow. In this good practice. So we know that the Prophet said, Mandalla ala khayrin falahu ajr mithu fa'iri. Whoever does something good and people follow them, they will share in that reward. And as far as I know, there is never an example of the Prophet rebuking someone for public charity. And a great example is in the Battle of Tabuk, of course, Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu gave his charity in public. Uh, publicly, we know that Sayyidina Abu Bakr, once he gave all his wealth and Sayyidina Omar gave half his wealth, and this was done in a way that was seen publicly. So there are times, especially when we're talking about um, community organizing 
and getting people to feel a sense of encouragement to do good. As he says, right? To encourage people to follow that noble practice of charity, then that's acceptable. He said, but with the intention that the person guards qalbahu an that the person is, is making sure like that they're not letting their heart get caught up in it. Like, yo, look how amazing I am. Like, I'm so charitable, blah, 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 blah. So, for example, you may find some families who want to get together uh, in Ramadan and do charity together. Like, that's a good thing, right? You may find MSAs who openly get together and want to, you know, raise charity and charitable funds to do something good. That's perfectly acceptable. A group of friends want to get together and, you know, talking about the charity that they're trying uh, to, to, to organize and, and, and dispense, it's okay if you want to do it in that way, as long as the person um, is guarding their heart from showing off. And, 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 and there's a way to get around that. And it's always just always remember Allah. You know, always talk about, hey, this is God's plan, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful. He's kareem, alhamdulillah. He has blessed me, and I feel an honor uh, and as his humble servant to be the one who dispenses this wealth, inshallah. The fifth, and this is really, really important. Now, this is where maybe the discussion around the video, some people may um, have some concerns. And that is that in, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that you should not give charity with two things. We're going to talk about what those mean. So, so manna would be for someone to say to the recipient of charity, but ahsan to ilayka. Right? Would for me to remind the person that I've given charity to, like that I've been good to you. Like it's out of my grace. So I'm now the cause of this excellence. No, I should direct that back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe on the other end, people say, Well, he kept saying God's plan. He said he kept saying God's plan. So there's I'll let you guys discuss that issue. And adha means that you would insult the person that you're giving charity to. So you'd say like, And then you would say to them like, like Because of you, like I've been tested. Like, dude, like you're so freaking poor. Like it's such a bother that I have to always take care of you. So there's two things in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us not to do when we're giving charity, manna and other, right? Is f- for us to remind people that ana muhsin ilayk, like I'm, I'm the one that's done this good to you, and I'm the one who's the mun'im, I'm the one who's blessing you. No, 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 everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second thing is to insult. The recipient of charity, and we see this now with the neocons, uh, and we see this also with uh, President Trump and his followers, as uh, I believe Michael Eric Dyson or Dr. Cornell West, one of them said very brilliantly, that this is really one of the first uh, administrations in a number of years that actually blamed poor people for poverty, uh, dismissing any kind of systematic causes to poverty. But just blaming people for their poverty. Another another meaning of adha uh, is not just to insult 
the person in need, but is also to see yourself khayrun minhu, is to see yourself better than that person. And that's because of their need. SubhanAllah, man, this is a problem. May Allah protect us. Uh, um, to see ourselves as being better, right, than the people who may need sadaqah. And, and, and we know that this is one of the definitions of kibber. You know, kibber, arrogance is two things. is to deny the truth and to look down on people. Al-Hasan al-Basri, uh, he, he would refuse to leave a room if he felt in his heart that he was better than anyone else. He's like, I'm not going to leave until I feel I'm the one in most need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sixth is an yastasghir al-atiyah. And, and that is to reduce in your mind the gravity of what you've given to somebody. Like, not to, to kabiru, not to make it like, man, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. And that would be some critique of the video that I noticed. You know, kind of aggrandizing the opportunity of what was given. Um, but the idea is is to reduce it in your mind so that you always feel you need to do more. Not to the point, of course, we said everything is in balance, but not to see al-ajab, right? Not to be like amazed with my deeds, amazed with what I've done. So when I, when I, when I minimize in my mind the khair that I've done, it's gonna keep me hungry for more khair, it's gonna keep me humble, and also, it will make me constantly look, looking after the needs of people because charitable people who do it right are people who care about others. Right? Very important. So he said, you know, that's what the meaning of ma'roof is in the Quran. When Allah says, like, give what's ma'roof, that means tasghiruhu wa ta'jiluhu wa satruhu. Like most ulama said, giving in a good way means, number one, to reduce the amount... Right, not to grandize what you're giving, right, but to see it as something insignificant almost that you'll stay hungry and, and constantly passionate about being charitable. What ta'jiluhu to rush to do it was satru and to hide it. That's what the ulama said is al ma'ruf and infaq when giving charity. And, and, and this also applies to our families, man, to our, our husbands, to our wives, to our kids. You know, sometimes as our kids get older, we remind them, you know how much those diapers used to cost I bought you? You know how much your college education cost me? Right. No doubt, sometimes those things need to be said in moments of desperation or, you know, obvious logic has to be employed. But in general, we should try to turn everything back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's grace. Right? Um... The last one that we'll talk about, inshallah ta'ala, and, and, and we'll finish here, is that a person, after they've given charity, or uh, there's two more, while they're giving charity, they should try to give from things which are valuable. Like, it's easy to give away something I don't use. Like, that's fine. Don't get me wrong. You know, I think it's great people give away used clothes, and I don't have a problem with that. But from time to time, just test ourselves out, man. And give give something that we like. Allah says, You'll never achieve piety till you give what you love. 
And, uh, you know, of course, there's a great story of, of the companion of the Prophet, وسلم, Abu Talha, who, in, if you go to Medina, people can show you where that garden was. Um, it's right in front of, when you walk out of the front door of Medina facing the hotels, it's like right there. Uh, unfortunately, now it's been paved, it's gone. Um, but Abu Talha, who when he heard this verse, he, he gave his garden to the Prophet ﷺ. He gave his garden because he knew like, this is what I love the most. لَن تَنَالُوا بِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ رضي الله عنه. And the last is that when we're giving charity, there is an attitude that we should have. Number one is that I give someone, you know, something from myself that's not really going to challenge me. Number two is I give it like even for me and for that person, it's the same. And then number three is I give the recipient of the charity more than I have. If you're single, you can think about doing these kind of things. Of course, if you're in a family situation, you know the most important charity to give is to your own family. And that takes us to, to the last question that I received. And this is about Zakat. And we'll have a, hopefully an episode or two on Zakat, inshallah, and contemporary issues on Zakat. Is the question about giving zakat to family members, you know, uncles, aunts, parents, and others who are in need of zakat. It's perfectly acceptable, inshallah ta'ala. So alhamdulillah, we, you know, we went through kind of the inner etiquettes of charity. We talked about that kind of in the light of this video and the discussion around um, Drake's recent uh, song and video. I actually enjoyed seeing someone of his stature being charitable publicly, um, being humble with people. I actually enjoyed that component. I think that's very profound. Um, of course, I'm going to have my critiques from a, a religious point of view. Um, but, but overall, I think it's, it's great to see public figures out doing good as far as their intentions and so on and so forth. That, that's between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we take some of the religious uh, Islamic inner etiquettes, we may have some critiques. We may not have some critiques about what we saw, what we heard. I'm going to encourage you guys to discuss that uh, either on your Facebook walls, my Facebook wall, on um, my Instagram account, or even under the actual podcast itself on the Apple page. May Allah bless you, inshallah. Next week, we're going to get back to talking about being woke uh, in our acts of worship. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad wa sallam alaykum wa rahmatullah.